It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. Goodbye, the university. Welcome, everyone. I'm Jeanette. I'm hosting this call with Coach Cindy Chavez. I am really excited for this call, and I've been manifesting this since the first time that I heard you, Cindy, on a GVU call. I don't remember what you said. I just remember thinking, ooh, I want more from her. (laughs) And every time I've heard you, I have that same feeling. In fact, when I was reading your bio, you said something that spoke to this. I can't remember what you said in your bio, but... I just, I'm so delighted that you're, you're bringing your expertise to us here at Good Vibe University. And I know that um, a lot of people will be meeting you for the first time. So I, I know you do business as the love and magic coach, but I'd love for you to tell us more about yourself before we dive in today's topic of energy leadership. Great. Well, thank you, thank you, thank you. I'm excited to be on the phone with you today, for sure. Um, the love and magic coach. I have a funny story to tell about that, and I think it's going to speak to something um, that we all deal with, and that is resistance. Um, I like to say that non-resistance is imperative to magic. And when, you know, life hasn't always been love and magic for me. Um, I was in a marriage that had a really nasty end to it, a very brutal divorce uh, after 23 years and you know I wish I could say you always hear like you read in a magazine oh we had an amicable friendly divorce well I can't say that unfortunately but after that relationship that was emotionally and verbally abusive um, ended I really made a stand that I was not going to ever be in that position again and that if I could help one person not have to go through what I went through, that it would be worth it. And so I started studying everything I could about conflict resolution, about communication, about relationship. And I had been practicing or beginning to practice um, law of attraction about 15 years ago um, and using it mostly with my sales team and getting really fantastic results in that area. And I wanted to bring it into other areas. And so... Through my journey, I went to school to become certified as a coach, and in that process, I was so resistant, I was not going to be a relationship coach. I kept saying no, and all of my instructors and all of my classmates were like, can't you see how obvious it is that like your expertise is in this area? And I was like, not going to do it, not going to happen. Well, something happened in my last semester, and the classes I put in for my track got changed and everything came in relationship coach relationship coaching and I was like you've got to be kidding I finally just just decided to stop resisting it and so I did and I started coaching people around their relationships and I was still resisting something and that was um, my own magic and my own spirituality and that part of me that I wasn't making public and 
my bio had to have been just so boring at that point. And I was on an interview like this today, and the the woman that was interviewing me introduced me as Cindy Chavez, the love and magic coach. Oh, right on. And it was like she had read a bunch of testimonials on my website, and so many people w- used the word magic. Like everything changed for me like magic. When I worked with Cindy, like magic, magic. And she called me that, and then she read this quote. And this woman didn't really know me. She had heard me speak, and she had seen you know, my blog post. And the quote she read was, everything in this world has a hidden meaning. People, animals, trees, stars are all hieroglyphics. We think they're really only people, animals, trees, stars. It's only years later that some of us understand. And it was a quote by Nikos Kazantzakis that I'd never heard of. I'd never heard this quote. She certainly didn't get it from me or my website or anywhere. And I thought, oh, my gosh, (laughs) is this what she's getting from me? Mm. And it was like that's when I realized I really need to own this. I need to own who I am and the magic that I bring to my life and others' lives. I need to just own it. And I stopped resisting all those parts of me um, that I was trying to hide. And things really shifted for me at that point. Hmm. And so I think it's important that we recognize, you know, all the parts of us. And a big passion of mine and a big tool that's helped me be able to do this is energy leadership that I want to talk about today. It's probably the number one thing in my life that just radically changed my law of attraction practice and my ability to manifest whatever it is that I'm working on manifesting. So I'm excited to to tell you about it today. You know, what what I love about this, Cindy, is it seems to me that our entire life is um, it's made of relationships. I mean, the, and the most important one being our relationship with ourself. So no matter what a person is looking to manifest in their life, it feels like we have something re- potentially powerful to learn from you on this subject. So um, thank you for that introduction. Well, that, and, is, that is such a powerful thing that you just said, you know, because, yes, our relationship with ourself. And I was actually resisting part of who I was in the same way that we resist parts of who other people are, right? How many times mm-hmm. when you tell somebody yeah. you're a coach, they go, boy, does my sister need to talk to you? <laughs> <laughs> right? Or, oh, man, my husband needs to talk. You know, it's always like, right, someone else. They're resisting that part of that person, and we resist ourselves the same way. So, so okay, so energy leadership. Um, we hear these words all the time, and I just want to make sure that that we're all on the, on the same page as far as energy. Um, when I talk about energy and levels of energy and a high level of energy, when we hear that high level of energy, so many times we think of that person that we all know that somehow survives on four hours of sleep of night and they've got you know 15 projects going and they're just like the Energizer Bunny and they just never stop. And that's like exactly not what I'm talking about. Okay. Because right generally speaking, there's a lot of um, overdrive, right, and a lot of mm-hmm. struggle that somehow gets into that kind of lifestyle. Mm-hmm. And that's not what I'm talking about. So when I'm talking about energy, I'm talking about conscious awareness or consciousness. So our level of consciousness, our level of energy. And 
leadership, if I was giving a class live, I often will say, you know, raise your hand if you are a leader. And so you may want to consider that question right now um, and whether you would be raising your hand or not. The truth is, is that everyone leads. We either lead by choice or by default. Mm-hmm. And going back to what you said a moment ago about our relationship with ourselves, is if if nothing else, we want to be able to lead ourselves <laughs> and to be a leader and That's to a good point. choose where we're going. So leadership is really important in this context of energy and energy leadership. And we're also going to talk about leading energy the ability to lead energy so that we can use energy to benefit us instead of just being used by it. You know, Cindy, maybe this isn't an appropriate time to talk about it, but when you were saying that, you know, we're at least the leader of ourselves, or at least it'd be nice if we were, I was thinking about how the other day I was telling a story about how depending on how I focus about about Russ, if I've been thinking what a jerk he is and this is bothering me, this, that, and the other, he can't do anything right, that's who comes home. If I'm thinking appreciative thoughts and celebrating all the delightful things about him, a completely different guy comes home. <laughs> and when I told the story, I, I was saying it just goes to show how important it is for us to be grounded in what we want so we're not so susceptible to someone else's dominant thoughts about us because he can be a jerk really easy. <laughs> and. <laughs> And I'm like, he'll fill that role for me on a dime. And I was thinking, like, it, I, I noticed the same thing about myself. There are some people that I interact with, and I behave very differently than when, when I'm interacting with someone else. And I, I recognize that I think what's happening there is I'm not firmly grounded in what I prefer. So I'm being a, a, a lot of a energy follower <laughs> rather well, than... This is great. This is, this is the perfect time to talk about this because the energy entrains to itself. Mm. So, in other words, if you put a grandfather clock, two of them in a room, and the pendulums are swinging in opposite directions, eventually they will be swinging the same. Mm. Um, mm. Somebody told me the other day that if two beating hearts are, like a surgeon told them this, they, the hearts will start beating. <laughs> wow. Like synchronicity with each other, right? So everyone's had this experience. You walk into a room, and someone in the room has just had an argument, and it's like you can just, mm-hmm. you know, feel it, mm-hmm. even mm-hmm. though it's silent. Or what about the experience where you walk into a room and everyone is really in a great mood and happy, and it just immediately lifts your vibration? Like, I think that about you, Jeanette. Like, you often come to a call with such a high vibration that all I have to do is hear your voice, and I'm feeling better already. Well, that that so, says a lot about where you and I vibrate, Cindy. Because some people, I have actually people have accidentally sent me emails saying that Jeanette sometimes she's just a little too much for me. <laughs> but well, I know what you mean about that contagious energy. I remember I stood in an elevator once. There was only one other girl in the elevator, and she had a smile on her face. And I'm telling you, I had a smile on my face by the time I got out of that elevator too. And I knew without a doubt she was in love. Like that whole <laughs> elevator was filled with love energy, not just love, like in love, like the, in love. I could feel it. We didn't say a single thing to each other, but I could totally sense it in that small space. Well, that really is, cool. that's such a great example of energy and training to itself. And, you know, the, the strongest, clearest energy in any situation is always the energy that prevails. 
And this is mm-hmm. why it's really hard to stay up if you're in a room full of Debbie Downers, right? You're yeah. in a room full of people that are like upset and depressed. It's very hard for you to keep your own vibration up, or at least for me to keep my own mm-hmm. vibration up. It's true. So, You've got to be committed. Yeah. <laughs> Sometimes the best thing to do is leave the room in order to accomplish it. So yeah. I want to I want to talk about I want to actually define three terms just so that if, if I use them later. Um, will know what they mean. And the first one, and they all kind of play into this part of the discussion, which is great. Uh, the first one is default tendencies. So through all of our you know, time on this planet, uh, we've all had lots of years of experiences, and those experiences shape our beliefs and our behaviors, and we develop default tendencies, meaning the way we tend to perceive and react to certain things, certain situations, or circumstances, the environment and the people around us. So unless we have a way of getting some kind of reality check, our default tendencies fire without us consciously noticing them. And we'll just go on kind of doing the same things we've always done. Mm-hmm. And what happens when we do the same things we've always done? You know, we get the, the same, same results, right? Yeah, we get the done. same yeah. thing. And then we wonder why things don't change. So default tendencies are kind of like, knee-jerk reactions, but sometimes they're a lot more subtle and they sort of become the way things are. Uh, The second term is resonant frequency. Now, your resonant frequency is your natural frequency. When you align with it, everything becomes effortless. And I think especially um, the people that are listening to this talk, the people that are on this call, uh, your, your peeps, they know about alignment and Mm -hmm. experiencing what it is when we are aligned. So an example, a great example that I like to use of resonant frequency is if you go to a playground where there is a swing. Um, If you're on a swing and you're just going with the swing, it's easy. But if you try to make it go slower or faster, you have to put effort into it. And sometimes, like, you want to get a swing to stop, it's a struggle Mm-hmm. Right? So mm-hmm. it could be said that, you know, sometimes we rarely use our resonant frequency. We're always sort of pushing or pulling, um, fighting against whatever it is. But our natural frequency, uh, we're all highly conscious at our core. Our natural resonant frequency is the highest level there is. Mm-hmm. And our and then our, you know, our humanness gets in the way. Mm. So would you call would it be appropriate to call that joy, Cindy? The, our natural resonant frequency. Our passion, natural love? Reg, uh, well, if you the 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 emotion attached to our natural resonant frequency, which is the highest level there is, is absolute passion. Mm. Um, which is something I heard you say on another call, and I mm. said when I heard you say it, that's it. Mm. That's what I'm going to talk about. I gotcha. Um, okay, cool. So. Actually, joy, we're going to talk about that because joy is a, 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 a level lower than that. <laughs> oh, okay, interesting. Okay. Um, and then the other term is reticular activating system, which I think you're familiar with and mm-hmm. probably a lot of people are familiar with, but I want to describe it um, in case you're not. There is a part of our brain called the reticular activating system, and it's always scanning our surroundings for things that are problematic, things that are familiar, things that are out of place. And it, it is the part of our brain that tries to make sense of what we see in a way that we can understand it. 
Mm-hmm. So the challenge for us is that our default tendencies that we just spoke about, they get us to notice and perceive the same things over and over. So if you've ever heard someone say all the good men are taken <laughs> or there's never enough money, right? Mm-hmm. It's mm-hmm. like our reticular activating system can be a fantastic tool for manifestation, which is like your treasure hunt, mm-hmm. right? But it also can give us a double whammy when the things that we're noticing over and over are the problematic things. Mm-hmm. I hear you. It can make us blind to what we prefer when that's not what we're used to seeing. I like to say, you know, against my bedroom window is a big tree and there's a branch that kind of hits on the window. And you know what? My reticular activating system has picked up that that's normal and it's not a problem, and I sleep right through it. But if someone were to knock on that window, I would wake up. Right? So it it is what helps us filter things. I had the greatest, funniest story about this. I was in California with a friend of mine, a friend from high school, um, and I went back to visit, and I was kind of teaching her about some of these things. And so I used the example of the car. Everybody knows this example, right? You buy a car. You've never noticed one like it or that color in your neighborhood, and all of a sudden there's like one across the street. Like, what? Okay, so I told her the whole story. I I used that as the example, and she said, uh, well, she said, well, I understand what you're saying, but that wouldn't work for my car because I have this like five-year-old Camry, and they only made this color one year, and it has a gold package. Like, who puts a gold package on a Camry and blah, blah, blah. She had all these reasons why we'd never see a car like hers. I said, okay, well, but you get the point. So we (laughs) left. We drove three miles round trip to breakfast, and we saw eight Camrys, the same color <laughs> with the gold package. <laughs> <laughs> oh, it was man. so fantastic. I felt really magical at that point. I was like, oh, God, this is awesome. <laughs> so anyway, so that, this particular activating system can be troublesome. So with you know, without interrupting the system, we'll just literally see the same things repeatedly, and we won't ever see things differently and when we're wanting to manifest and use law of attraction we it's usually because we want to see something differently than what's showing up right Mm -hmm. so energy leadership is a way of interrupting that pattern and so i told you that there were when we talked earlier there were two types of energy and seven levels of energy so i know this is a lot of information and i want to make sure Uh, that it's explained well. So two types of energy. I think the easiest way for me uh, to describe them is to tell you about the first time I ever heard these two words. And the words are anabolic and catabolic. Mm -hmm. There's anabolic energy and catabolic energy. So the first time I ever heard the word anabolic was in the 80s. Um, and I was, at the time, I had a very high value around being healthy, so I started working out at a gym, and I got a little bit into bodybuilding, which is really hilarious now because I weigh like 100 pounds and I'm five feet tall and I don't look like a bodybuilder. But at the time, I was bodybuilding, and I was kind of hanging out with a bunch of professional bodybuilders. A couple of them were women. Most of them were men. And at that point in the 80s, Competitive bodybuilding for women sort of changed from being like almost a beauty contest with just really nice toned bodies to being into really bulking up and building, building. 
And women don't naturally build like that. So mm-hmm. a lot of these people started taking anabolic steroids. Um, I kind of opted out at that point because that wasn't for me. But that's the first time I ever heard that word. And the word literally means to build up. Mm. So anabolic chemicals like testosterone, a hormone, uh, we have anabolic hormones and chemicals in our body, and they help us heal and build up. So that's the best way to describe it. And we also have anabolic energy. And some of the levels we'll talk about in a minute are anabolic. I gotcha. Okay, so the other word was catabolic. And about 10 years after my bodybuilding, again in my quest to be healthy, I determined to change to a vegetarian diet. At which point for the first six months, I felt like I just, I was so rejuvenated. I felt so healthy. I felt so wonderful that I knew it was the right thing for me until about six months later when I got really, really sick. And I was losing weight, and my hair was falling out, and my nutritionist and all the other doctors said, well, we don't know what this is, but it can't be your diet because you have the cleanest diet we've ever seen. And one day, you know, I had this nice-toned, hard body from bodybuilding and yoga of 10 years, and I was in the shower, and I felt my bicep, and my bicep felt like a little bag full of jelly. And I just knew that something was really wrong besides the fact that I couldn't keep weight on and I felt terrible. And so I I ended up going to this wonderful, compassionate, beautiful, naturopathic doctor, and she ran a bunch of tests, and I'll never forget this. This is the day I heard the word. She said to me, Cindy, do you know what catabolism is? And I said no, and I really didn't know if I wanted to know because it sounded like a really scary word. And she said, catabolism is when your body starts eating your own muscle tissue in an attempt to survive. And it turns out, I don't want to go on a big, long tangent about it, but it turns out that I do not have what's known as the intrinsic factor, and it's the ability to turn vegetable matter into usable protein. So six weeks later, I was almost completely well after adding animal protein back into my diet, But that was the word, catabolism, catabolic. And what's interesting to me is that word means to tear down. And what's interesting to me is that my body was tearing itself down in an attempt to survive. Mm -hmm. And that's what happens with catabolic energy. Catabolic energy tears down. Adrenaline is a catabolic chemical or hormone that we have in our body. We need it. We need it. But, you know, we, we think of adrenaline and extreme adrenaline, and we think of the mom that can pick the car off the two-year-old, mm-hmm. right, um, to save the baby. Um, or, like, if we're running from a tiger, it's really useful. But most of us aren't running from a tiger very often. And so adrenaline can become a problem when it's tearing down and we're needing to build up. So catabolic energy tears down. It's also the most predominant energy level in the world. So the two first levels of energy that I'll talk about in a minute are catabolic, and everyone that hears the description of them will recognize them because it's where we live. So any questions? No. I've got everyone else muted, but um, (laughs) if anyone has a question, feel free to type it in chat. But no, I think you've explained this extremely well, and I'm ready to hear about these two catabolic levels 
Okay. Well, the first level is level one energy. And I'm going to give you, as I go down or up, <laughs> as I go up the list, um, I'm going to give you a short statement that kind of is attached to each one of these levels. And I also want you to know that there is no good and bad energy. It's just energy. So all of these levels can be useful. They all have advantages and they all have disadvantages. But it's Even passion of, has disadvantages? It, well, there can be disadvantages to those really higher levels. Okay. Yes. Uh, however, life gets much easier as we tap into those higher levels. Okay. And, you know, we'll talk about that in a second. We'll start with level one, which is commonly known as victim energy. And I'm really mm-hmm. careful to to note that when I see it uh, in myself or in someone else, that I don't identify them um, as a victim, but that they're experiencing level one energy. They're mm-hmm. experiencing victim energy. Um, but level one energy is so well known because it's any time that we feel like we don't have control of something or things are going against us or things are happening to us. It's powerless. Right? And it's, it is. It's powerless. So, you know, it's the whole, anytime the whole exclamation sounds like, oh, my gosh, I can't believe this is happening. Why is this happening? Why did they do this to me? Why did they say that? Oh, my gosh, I'm never going to be able to fix this. This sucks. <laughs> yeah. I hope I'm not the only one on the call. I started <laughs> off our call. Before we hit the record button, I was flowing a little bit of this, talking about my website being right? down. So, <laughs> yeah. So victim energy is is right there, and I mean we've we've all experienced it, right? And so that's level one energy, and and at its extreme point, um, it's connected to apathy and lethargy and depression and like total lack of motivation. And when someone is in this place where this is what they're experiencing, it is very hard for them to to see their way out of it. Uh, that's why coaching can be so powerful because when you're in it, it's so hard to see out of that hole. Um, it's it's just it it's very it's a very powerful level of energy. So level two energy is a step up. It's a little bit more anabolic, but still predominantly catabolic. And level two energy, it is the predominant energy in the world. It's the level of conflict. The predominant emotion is anger. Oh, and I said I was going to give you a little statement. First statement for level one, I lose. Oh, okay. I lose. I am losing. This sucks. I lose. But I lose. That's the statement. So level two, conflict, is you lose. (laughs) Level two is kind of going from, oh, this sucks. This will never get fixed. Why did this person do this to me? To this person is not going to get away with this. I'm going to take action, right? So the reason why it's a little bit higher up the scale is because this is a level that kind of comes out of that apathy. I'm seeing some correlations here with um, Abraham's scale when they say the worst, the lowest energy you could flow is um, to despair about yourself, you know, or to think of yourself as worthless. It's actually an improvement to be. Um, to blame someone else rather than to blame yourself. Yes, and so this whole energy, blame, is very thick in this energy mm-hmm. um, and conflict. And, you know, what's funny is sometimes I'll speak, especially to women, 
Um, and these are always the women that everyone um, describes them as the nicest person on the planet. Like, mm-hmm. oh, my gosh, this is the sweetest, nicest person on the planet. And if, if you know, I'll talk at the, at the end of the levels about an assessment that I do that's fantastic. But if level two shows up a lot and these, you know, usually women, sometimes men will say, well, I never get into a conflict with anyone. And here's the thing. If conflict, if this level of energy isn't showing up outwardly in your life, it's there inwardly. And if it's, if it's inwardly, it's not being expressed. And it can turn around and end up being back to level one, depression. But mm. there's also a lot of people, and I say, this is what I say, level two, we live in a level two world, and they're playing the level two game, and they're playing it well. Very successful. A lot of hugely successful people have done it predominantly with level two energy. Wow. But they pay for it in their health and their relationships. I gotcha. And these, that's, that goes back to some of the Energizer Bunny, you know, just never stopping and just pushing, 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 making it happen. And, you know, a lot of times they do make it happen. Mm-hmm. Um, but it shows up in other ways, high blood pressure, you know, different other types of dis-ease in their life and relationships mm-hmm. that really are not working. So okay. the next level is where things get exciting. <laughs> okay. Level three, yay! Level three is the first level that becomes anabolic. And this is the level of responsibility. So I want to make sure, you know, when we hear the word responsibility, a lot of times the first thing that will come into our mind is, you know, this is the person that shows up to work on time and, you know, they feed their cat and they pay their bills and they're responsible. But Mm -hmm. actually it's so much deeper than that because this is being responsible for how you interpret things and being responsible for your role in making things better for yourself. So, in that sense, there's an empowerment. Yes, and it's it's taking responsibility for how you feel about things. And at this level, no one controls your reactions or emotions. So the result is that you forgive yourself and you forgive others, and you're, there's a lot of rationalizing that goes on in this level. Every coping skill lives at level three. Um, and I, the best belief that I can give you that, that lives here in this level is this. It's that everyone is doing the best they can at any given time. Hmm. So that... Our, go ahead. I'm sorry, Cindy. I was going to say, what are our words? I know it's I lose for victim energy and you lose for conflict. What is it for responsibility? Level three is I win. Oh, I win. Nice. Now, there's a little caveat here because it's I win, and you can win too if you choose to, but mm-hmm. I win. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Right? So have you ever been in a situation you? where, you know, you're taking responsibility for your part of it, and, you know, some people don't want to play that game. It's true. Like when Russ is having a bad day and I choose to let him have it and not let it ruin mine. That, that's that, it. That, that yeah. is exactly, that choice is a level three thought process of saying, nope, not going to let it ruin my day. And look, you cannot let this ruin your day too, but it has to be your choice. Yeah. Right? Yeah. So it's I win. Um, and it's that one belief of everyone's doing the best they can. So I'll give you a little rundown of these first three. Let's say, um, well, you know what, we'll use your example of Russ having a bad day. 
victim energy. Oh my gosh, I can't believe he's in this mood again. It's going to ruin my whole day. Nothing is going to go right now. It's a great right? day. Why does he have to spoil it? Oh right? my gosh. And then yeah. level two is, hey, you know what, buddy? You are not going to ruin my day. You know what? I've got this under control. I'm going to have a good day. You can go have a pity party for yourself if you want to. Whatever, right? Little conflict there, but it's a little higher level. Level three energy says, you know what? I'm going to have a good day and I know he has the power to have a good day, too. And I also know that he's been working really hard and he's under a lot of stress and he's got this head cold. And so, you know, I may feel that way if that was going on for me, too. I know he's doing the best he can. Ah, I gotcha. I get it. And that brings us to level four, which is the natural progression from that. Level four is the level and the saying for it is you win. Mm. You win. This is a level of concern the level of compassion. I like to call it the mommy level for any of us who are a mom or have a mom or have a pet. You know, mm. it's that loving, caring, like we will go out of our way to make sure that you're going to win because it feels good for us to do it. And that's from a very selfless perspective, like without regard. Can martyrs fall in this? I don't no, imagine. No, and that was what I was going to say okay. is that there are some people who will go out of their way to continually do good for other people because it's making them feel better about themselves. It's kind of oh. that wounded healer kind of thing. Yeah. And that goes back to level one. It's not okay. a true level four. But true level four energy is when it feels so good for you to be choosing to let the other person win. Um, that you win too, really. That you win, that you win too. And that brings us to level five energy because level five energy is the energy level of win-win. And it's the level of peace and reconciliation. And when, when you're experiencing level five energy, you are able to reconcile good and bad and see everything as an opportunity. So it's just like you accept the process of life you play the game well, you experience peace um, with a feeling of control, not control over other people, but control Mm -hmm. of your own life. Mm -hmm. And no matter what happens outside of you, you just experience, you know, peace. Um, So an example of level five thinking, which I really love, is Edison inventing the light bulb. Because the story goes that after his 999th experiment that didn't work, his assistant was like, how can you keep doing this? Because you're just failing and failing and failing. And he said, I'm not failing. I've just simply learned the 999th way to not invent the light bulb. <laughs> and not only did he obviously, you know, eventually and thankfully invent the light bulb, but in his failings, his so-called failings, he discovered a bunch of other, I think a dozen other inventions and key scientific oh. principles. And so level five thinkers, often find meaning and purpose and learning in everything they experience. Gotcha. I see what you mean about opportunity now. Well, the thing about a win-win is this, is that I'm not even going to do it if it's not a win for both of us. Mm. Whereas at level three, where I think, well, this is a good opportunity for me, I'm going to go ahead and do it. And if everyone else chooses to play along and have it, then they can too. But at level five, it's like I'm not interested if we're not both winning. Hmm. So it's a and, – and like I said, and you, you may notice this, 
is that when we started at level one, everyone's like nodding their head, right? Like, oh, yeah, I've been there. Mm -hmm. (laughs) As we go up and we get into these upper levels, they become less and less familiar. Why is that? Mm -hmm. Because Mm -hmm. we don't experience them as much. Mm -hmm. So level six, level six, everyone is always winning. (laughs) This is a level of synthesis, which it's the sense of connection between you and between everyone and everything else. It's a very powerful place. It's a place where intuition lives um, or gut feeling. A lot of creative geniuses and some business professionals and high-level success stories uh, kind of tap into this level a lot. And it doesn't mean that they're average. In the assessment that I do, it determines your average resonating level. It doesn't mean their average is here, but it just means Mm -hmm. they experience this level a lot more and know how to use it to their advantage. So level six, you had asked earlier about what about joy? This is that level. Level level six. There is a great deal of joy here. About everything. Like you know, it's just joyful no matter what happens. Nothing really can bother you when you're mm-hmm. in this energy. It's um, not dependent or conditional on anything. It's just your state. Yep, exactly. And just it's just, you know, a wonderful place to be. Now, level seven, this is the level that we don't tap into very often. Um, but we do tap into it. It's the level of truth. Uh, the easiest way to look at it is it's like the way white light encompasses all the colors. Um, the color white encompasses, you know, all the other colors in the spectrum. At this level, at level seven, life is created each moment using all of the other levels at will. So there's no fear, there's no judgment, there's no concern. You know, there's there's an idea that our level of consciousness is directly related to our lack of judging. And there's no judgment at this level. It's just, and, you know, the saying for this level, we've gotten all the way from, you know, you win to win-win to everyone's always winning. This level is winning and losing is just an illusion. Oh, wow. Okay, that's cool. And the emotion that's attached here is absolute passion. So this is the level of pure creation. And people that can tap into this are the most powerful people in the world. Level 7 always creates a new experience. And if you if you know anyone or if you are yourself, you know, involved in any kind of creation or creative endeavor like music or art, you know, this is the place where people will say oh, my gosh, you know, I I was making this painting and all of a sudden I realized three hours had gone by and I just completely Mm. lost track of time. And I get, you know, there's no resistance at that point. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. If you've ever been in that place where you're doing anything, where you completely lost track of time, there's just no resistance. And I always call this the Jesus level because it's like you could walk on water if you could stay in this energy long enough. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, I get it. Right? There's no doubt here. There's no fear. There's no judgment. And so all of these levels, we all experience all of them. And we all have the same amount of energy. So we all have 
100% of energy. And the easiest way, because everybody always goes, okay, that's the level I want to be at. Like, how do I get there? How, how, do I, how do I get to level six and seven and just, like, stay there? Well, the easiest way to get your energy into those high anabolic ranges is to release the catabolic energy because the energy has to go somewhere. And when you release that catabolic energy, it has to pop up somewhere. It will pop up into these higher levels. Okay, so is this where we talk about releasing that energy, or did you want to take this conversation somewhere else next? Well, I've got one tip that I want to give that is the, it's a great tip that everyone can start with and they can start with it now and it will help you automatically release that catabolic energy. Oh, all Um, right. And I say, you know, the word automatic, it's interesting because we call energy leadership, when you begin to use it in your life, um, the automatic abundance attractor. Oh, Because there's not so much of focusing on, you know, making sure we're thinking the right thoughts as there is making sure we're just tapped into the right energy. Because when we are, everything automatically becomes easier and we automatically attract abundance. Hmm. So releasing the catabolic energy, um, yeah, this is the tip that I love so much. Catabolic energy always shows up in language. And so it's a really easy tip, and it is that any time you find yourself saying something like this, like, that really makes me angry. He really pisses me off. Or maybe even he makes me feel so good. Mm-hmm. Anytime you you use that kind of languaging, you're giving away your power because you're putting the responsibility for your feelings onto someone or something else. I'm with you. So the tip is so easy. Well, I, I shouldn't say it's easy. I'm going to say it's simple because, remember, we have those default tendencies. Mm. So the simple thing may not always be easy to implement, but once you start becoming aware that means your consciousness is raising up to higher levels and you can put this tip into action and that is instead of that makes me so angry it's this i feel really angry when that happens mm. i feel so upset when you're late all the time i feel so good when i'm with him so it's just taking ownership like it's okay to be angry it's okay to be upset. We are humans. These mm-hmm. things happen. But just own it. Because I once get the t- difference. Once yeah, you it- take ownership of the anger, right? If I say, he makes me so upset, I am in, that's level one, catabolic energy showing up in my language. As soon as I say, I felt really upset when I heard about this, it's, can you feel the difference? It's like you it's, went from one to three, right? Like yes. there's a responsibility there. Yes, immediately. And that, and what I did by doing that was just release some catabolic energy. Oh, well, that's cool because we're not asking ourselves to feel any differently about it. We're just owning our feelings rather than putting our experience on someone else. Yes, absolutely. 
And the quickest way to release that catabolic energy, and especially like when you're dealing with someone else that's in catabolic energy, is, and we can do it with ourselves as well, is to acknowledge it and validate it. Right? It's to say, I see that you're really frustrated. I would be frustrated too if I just went through this. Mm-hmm. And it's like suddenly there's some catab- catabolic energy that's been released, and we can do that with ourselves. It's like, you know, I think sometimes we've been brought up to really feel that certain emotions are bad. Mm-hmm. And all well, especially of our in feelings, LOA circles. Well, all of our feelings are a miracle. All Ooh, of them. I like that. All of your feelings are a miracle. And when we feel angry, there's a reason. It's a very valuable information that we can get from ourselves if we'll look at that anger with non-judgment and not, you know, consider it to be something wrong with us. So it's always pointing back to where our values are. And just the acknowledgement of it can allow us to release it. And automatically we pop up into those higher levels. It it it's, it goes back to what you were talking earlier about non-resistance, isn't it? Yes. We resist so much. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And so I wanted I wanted to make sure and offer um, you and your peeps a special thing that I've got for you. Cool. And that is um, at my website, and I think you put the URL wherever you put the call. Um, it's cindychavez.com, C-I-N-D-I-E-C-H-A-V-E-Z.com. If you go to the link that says Work With Me, there's a tab for E-Factor, which is the assessment that figures out where your average resonating level of energy is. And it's just a great thing to know because the shift that's been shown in the research that's been done on this assessment showed that they they took 14 indicators, everything from finances and health, leadership, relationships, 14 different ones, and going from 2.5 to 3.0 in your average level, which is a half a point, every single indicator shifted up anywhere from 7 to 20%. The finances was 20%. (laughs) The overall mental, emotional, psychological, spiritual, and physical energy level was 20%. Improvement in work-life balance, 15%. I mean, they're all up. It only needed one to come up for it statistically show that it was valid, but all 14 came up. And so there. Here's the. if you've got a pen, here's the secret super-duper special code. It is GVU love. G-V-U-L-O-V-E. If you put that code, you'll get $100 off that assessment. Wow. And it's a a really awesome place to be because what it shows you is the percentage of catabolic energy that you've got happening for you and where it's showing up in your life. And then it becomes very easy to shift because it's just pinpointed. Mm. Wow. Sounds like a powerful tool. Thank you so much for the GVU discount. That's very (laughs) cool. GVU love, yay. <laughs> right on. Um, I feel like I should unmute callers. And um, is Are you good to field questions, Cindy, or do you need to go? No, no. I don't, I've got a few minutes. I'd be happy to answer questions. So you answered mine about how to start the process of releasing the catabolic energy, that tip about just being more aware of when 
of the way we're wording something or interpreting something and, and it feels to me like blaming someone else for what is, then when we just change it instead of you make me so mad to I feel so mad when you da 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 that's a, that's a simple enough process that I can start playing with right now. So you've given me my good tip. Um, does anyone else have any questions or comments about what Cindy's shared with about energy leadership here today? All right. Well, it sounds like we have a fun tool for to go play with. Um, hey, so yes, guest five says thank you. I agree with that. Thank you, Cindy. Um, what are the ways that people can work with you, Cindy? I know that from your bio you do a lot of really cool work, but I thought it would be worth getting on the recording for those who might want to know what sorts of magic you can bring to their lives. Well, my um, specialties and my expertise is in areas of relationship and conflict com uh, communication and conflict resolution. Those are areas that I have expertise in. I also am, I work with a lot of people, you know, just with life coaching in general, whatever they need in general, because, you know, oftentimes this is the method and the mode and the tool that I love so much, uh, energy leadership, because I'll tell you, I've had so many people that have hired me because they're, they wanted some better tools to enhance their relationship, and then we started working together, and they've told me that suddenly their business has turned around. Mm -hmm. um, so what I recognize is that the energy that you bring into your life shows up everywhere. And when we work on one area, <laughs> it often affects mm -hmm. everything else. And that's why sometimes I hesitate to say, oh, I'm a relationship coach. Um, but that is, my, that is my area of specialty. Well, and I think every area in our life can be improved when we, when we feel more confident or skillful in relationships. Again, even if it's just our relationship with ourselves. So. Well, I like to say that there are two things that will impact your, you know, the probability of success for you more than anything else. And those two things are the willingness to take imperfect action and the willingness and ability to have a difficult conversation. Well, <laughs> and, I get that. <laughs> and those are two things that I coach people through a lot, whether it's relationship with a spouse or a boss or an employee or themselves. Is Because, you know, we talk to ourselves probably more than we talk to anyone else. So that relationship is is very important. It's probably the most important. So I, you know, have the skills to help the communication happen. And uh and I love to do that work. I mean, that that work is something I'm passionate about. So Wow, you are so cool. Thank you, Cindy, the love and magic coach. I have a feeling we're going to have lots of fun with you in the future here at GVU, but this was a wonderful start to it. So thanks again for making time for us and thanks to those of you who tuned in for this call. If you have any personal questions for Cindy, should they email you directly or post? Yes, absolutely. They can email me at cindy at cindychavez.com or go to the website and um, there's a contact me link there as well. Right on. Thank you, my friend. Big, Thank big love you. to you. Bye-bye. <laughs> Bye, everyone. Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. 
laundry? Ooh, a book club! Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry, we were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right, ChumbaCasino.com has over 100 casino style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchases, over prohibited by law, 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.